are you nervous? And I'm like, I'm actually fucking nervous right now. I think it's like one of the only times that I've been so nervous on a show. My heart is beating so fast. Okay, well then let's cheers. Let's cheers before. Cheers. I'm excited to try this wine. Yeah, same. Mmm. Wine is the perfect dance around any situation. You know what I mean? It's also a sparkling wine. It's like, is it a champagne? Is it a wine? I'm not a wine girl. I know what you mean. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chemical Eggs podcast. <laughs> it's me, Veronica, and I'm with my girl as always. Hello, Deandra. Um, so today we have a very serious episode. I'm saying that I'm smiling because I'm one of those people, like when I'm nervous, when I'm sad, I'm, I'm a smiler. Like yeah. I'm at a funeral laughing and people are like, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm at a funeral laughing. It's but- really bad, but I have to like, I'm just going to say like, <laughs> Peter's it's a in- coping mechanism. Peter's in the room right now and he just confirmed I'm a laugher, <laughs> yeah. which is, it's not nice. It's But it's like, it's actually a coping mechanism. So I just want to get that out of the way now yeah, before is. we start going like, why are you smiling? Like, why are you so cheerful? Like, yeah we've had um a couple of interviews well we've had so many interviews in a row just because there's been something that we wanted to speak about and i kind of like wasn't ready to talk about it and i just i didn't want to talk about it too soon or anything so we've been also just we've been yeah i can't speak (laughs) okay what i was trying to say was the reason why we've had so many interviews is because there's been something that i want to speak about and i didn't want to be um non-authentic and pretend like something wasn't happening and it's really hard to do when you're like have a podcast where you're talking about your life Mm -hmm. it's so hard to pretend that like something so big is not happening in your life yeah so i feel like it was just easier to like patch that up with interviews and focus on someone else um and you don't think we're fucking authentic after that i'm sorry guys just like unsubscribe the thought of us making sure we had literally almost four interviews so that when we did speak about whatever we were going to talk about, it was going to be 100% like you're listening to two girls talk about just, you know, talk about me. <laughs> um, but I do want to say uh, being authentic is like I've been realizing in these four weeks because all I've been thinking about is like what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, like just over and over and over again and really just thinking so much. It's so scary. Um, And being authentic is something that has its pros and cons Mm -hmm. and coming every week. It's so fun. It's so therapeutic and it's so like enjoyable to have a podcast and to relate to everyone and to have people relate to you. But it's also comes with baggage, the idea that you have to say a lot of things that you don't want to say and that are really hard to say in front of a lot of people that are listening. And I think that's like, for me, I think this is the most difficult part in our whole podcast where I have no problem being authentic. Like, I will say everything, but I also do have a very big guard up over my personal life and Mm -hmm. my emotions because I'm not a very emotional person. So having to come and be authentic because I know that I it ruins everything if I don't come on here and be authentic. Like, it, it ruins everything if I don't share with you guys what's happening with my life. And I just think like, you know, it's so fun to say, like, you go on and you talk about your life and you have, like, these people that are listening to you, but it also comes with, like, the sacrifice of actually having to I think be it, authentic. I think it also makes everything that much more serious. When you finally put it out, it's like, there's no turning back. So, yeah. like, I know a lot of times people can be, like, saying something and then they're like, well, whatever. It's like, I only told my friend, it's fine if I have to tell my friend, like, change of plans yeah (laughs) but when you have people who all all of a sudden feel like they know your life and then they have the ability to judge you it's that much hold you accountable as well yeah it's so difficult so you wanna yeah i really i really hyped you guys up here 
um so the podcast is ending <laughs> <laughs> that would have been best case scenario fuck <laughs> you're like wait what wow <laughs> so um i'm gonna be more serious to say this i feel like i need to be like no smile get yourself together um but i it's really a sad thing i swear i'm smiling but it's really a sad thing but unfortunately my boyfriend and i have broken up so you guys know that he's a really has always been a really big part of this podcast and we literally like not to credit like not to say that we're here you know because of him but we literally wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for him for sure um, he really helped us and starting it he was the motivation he was the supporter he was always here we could always count on him and we even took that for granted oh and yeah and i know a lot of people like love his comments in the background and love to have him on like loved when he came on and we're like silent supporters of just him in the back so i know that for a lot of people listening it's like i feel like they kind of really knew him in yeah. that sense because he was a part of the podcast well, i also feel like they knew of him or they knew him mm -hmm. but there's also that that part where you know, you did talk about your relationship a lot. So there's a lot of people who either felt like they can relate to it or they just thought of your relationship as the ideal relationship and what they're looking for. And I remember, you know, we go out and a lot of people come up to you and they're like, I'm looking for a relationship like you or I want something like that. So I think that makes it even harder to have to like break the news. Yeah. You know, I think that was hands down like the hardest yeah. part about having to tell people is um you know family wise too right yeah, everyone i just everyone really viewed us as this perfect couple and i've spoken in the past how you know there's no such thing and everything um but it's i do think that we really did have this like magical connection and i think people really could see that and i mm -hmm. think we were this match that was so you know like we're saying everybody could see it but at the end of the day like shit happens and obviously um it's not necessarily what i wanted it's not what anyone wanted it's just something that had to happen and we'll get into like why and stuff like that but <laughs> i just think like no relationship is perfect mm -hmm. but the idea that i felt like i didn't want to break this um kind of like idea that it was perfect and i didn't want to ruin that for anyone and i know that sounds weird but i had so many people come up to me and be like you know if you guys break up i don't believe in love and and like yeah you guys are what i want and all this stuff that's and it, a lot of pressure for sure for somebody yeah. who's in the relationship also and and it was even for me like i really viewed us as the ideal relationship as well so i think leave like breaking up was so such a hard pill for me to swallow because i was like wait like but we have the perfect relationship, but we are the ideal couple. Like, why is this happening? And it's been something that's so different than any other breakup I've ever been through. I'm making it sound like I'm breakup uh, girl 100. <laughs> I've been through a couple of breakups and every single one I will say has been different from the other. I don't believe that there is any two breakups that are the same. Everyone has their own unique experience, depending on the person, depending on the relationship. Um, but I will say that this one was like significantly different way more different than anything i've ever experienced and i could see that you still obviously both have a lot of respect for each other you know when i had my breakup it was a lot more like me lashing out and like i feel like there was less of that respect mm -hmm. whereas like i see you and the way you're going about it it's just so amazing to see you like really take the time to like decide what you want to say how you want to portray because at the end of the day like it really sucks that like you get to say your point and he doesn't. Yeah. You know, in a way it's like you're hearing one side story, 
which, you know, I'm always going to have my girl's side. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like just to say it's like when somebody doesn't have the option to like kind of speak their truth, you want to keep that into consideration because you don't want them to look bad or you don't want to say anything that's going to jeopardize what people even think, you know? A hundred percent. And that's what's been like so difficult for me is like trying to find a way that I can be authentic without kind of like bashing. ruining yeah without bashing without ruining people's perceptions because it's so true like i have the privilege to be here and say my side of the story and i have the mic i got the fucking talking stick oh yeah and like he doesn't have that so i just don't feel like it's fair for me to come on and and say you know everything about the relationship and say what i want and just because at the end of the day my story will always paint him as yeah. the bad guy like no matter what um, I think that's just, you know, how it is when you're going through a breakup when mm -hmm. in reality, like that's not the case. Like there's always going to be issues on both sides. Yeah. But, you know, I really thought long and hard about how I could say this with it being as neutral as possible. And while still giving you guys, you know, some sort of explanation and some sort of like for thing, sure. And just you know? going back to like him being here at the beginning when we started this podcast, you guys know that when we started it's always been him filming there's nobody that we've ever felt more comfortable shooting with because it's who we grew this thing with so like even him not being part of the 100 episode is it's fucked up like mm -hmm. it's 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 a lot and i don't want you to start crying right now and i don't Holy, know why i'm doing this to you yeah. but i'm just when we do become big like he will always be a part of it yeah in a way and also like i want people to know that this episode is not about like bashing him or yeah anything like it's really like in honor of him in a sense you're like oh it depends what you say there babe but <laughs> i just i don't want it to seem like i'm coming on here and i'm ready to shit talk him like that is not what's about to happen like i'm gonna give you guys my truth and i'm gonna give you guys the things that i've learned and how what i've been experiencing but in no way shape or form is this like somewhat of an attack or any like Thing negative towards him and also whatever you guys are going to hear like i said it's my side of the story yes so take that with a grain of salt yes you know? and also we are still always growing on this podcast like i look back at a year ago and the shit i spoke about on my ex-boyfriend <clears throat> if i could go back in time and do it veronica style times 100 <laughs> uh there's so many things i regret saying it just was immature it was it was wrong and i think as we grow up you know people people like i i don't know like they just they change they learn and and, you know, it's 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 not always hate. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I've definitely learned. I think going through a couple of breakups, I've kind of learned how to navigate them as well. Yeah. Um, and like I said, guys, this has been a breakup that's been like entirely different for me because I've never had to break up with someone who I truly love. And that is possibly one of the most difficult things that you'll ever do. I think it's different to break up with someone who you love and care for because you'll always love and care for someone that you've had a relationship with. But breaking up with someone that you're truly in love with and they're truly in love with you and the breakup happens for reasons outside of love is super difficult. And it's like a very rocky road. And I'm sure anyone who's had to experience that can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll give you guys a little bit of like an ex uh, an explanation because I feel like you guys are like, well, what happened? Yeah, we're, we're dancing around. <sighs> so... I've spoken in the past on this podcast how my boyfriend and I have always struggled with communication issues. And I always said how important it was to have a communicate like good communication in a relationship and how <laughs> it was kind of like one of the faults in our relationship. We had so much good. The, the good 100% outweighed the bad, but the bad was bad enough <clears throat> that it didn't matter anymore how good it was. 
So I think if you want to put in like the list of pros and cons, it's like the con, the, the, the pros were endless, but like there was a couple of cons that were so bad that it really impacted the rest of the relationship because not to say that it was like anything so, you know, crazy, but when you get into a long-term relationship, there, there are things that if they're not working out, it makes the relationship not sustainable so it's not about like oh you know he does this to me or he does this it's just like the fact that we can't do this properly is jeopardizing the entire relationship because we actually can't have a relationship and for us that was communication um you know he really had a hard time explaining how he was feeling and his coping mechanisms were not great so i think that's what ended up being kind of you know the axe to our relationship was the fact that when we would try to talk through an issue or like something would happen, he wasn't able to deal with that. And a lot of the times it would result in like me, you know, telling him something that I didn't like or something that happened or whatever it may be. And, you know, he would just like lash out and then resort to like ignoring me. So instead of like solving the issue, he would just not speak to me at all. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really difficult when somebody does that to you because they kind of rob you of your ability to solve the issue, talk about the issue, make yourself feel better. Like you just remove everything from the equation and then you're just stuck in this limbo where somebody's not speaking to you and the longer they don't speak to you the more it's hurting you and then you start feeling like well I want an apology now because you're hurting me you know what I mean so it becomes a very tricky situation and there's a lot of build-up and in that time of build-up there's a lot of thought process that goes on in each in both of your brains Mm -hmm. you know like you guys are both having your own thoughts separately and I think when you don't hash them out and you don't talk about them that's how you slowly start growing apart a hundred percent and i think it was one of the things that really put a wedge in the relationship because when somebody shuts you out like that it ended me feeling really like alone and like not heard because i felt like when he would talk to me i had to just like say whatever it would be to make it better because i didn't want to go through the ignoring again and like it was so painful and especially we live together so ignoring someone is one thing living with someone and ignoring someone is like a whole other story it's really really difficult um so that was probably our biggest problem was like conflict resolution (laughs) um when it comes to communication and our fights were never serious and that's what sucked you know we never fought about anything that was important or anything big it wasn't like fighting about like who cheated yeah it was like just little things that escalated and like that was what in the end became such a big problem and you know like over time you try to put your foot down and you say like I'm not going to keep dealing with this like it's not fair like you need to come to me you need to come and solve the problem because it always ended up me having to like come to him and get him out of like the like I think that's get him out of the fog yeah and and I think that's a scary thing of being in a relationship it's like once you kind of like claim your spot in a relationship Mm -hmm someone else can get kind of used to that and think like, well, if I'm always chasing you, then even if I'm pissed, I'm just going to stay in my corner because you're going to come because you always do. Exactly. And that's kind of the corner that I put myself into. So whether I was wrong, whether I was right, um, whether he did something wrong to me, it was always me who had to come and chase up for an apology or chase up to fix the issue. And that was really draining. And I think that takes a really big toll (laughs) on a relationship and especially married with ignoring where you're like in your thoughts and you're like having to live side by side by this person who won't speak to you i think it was just like really torturous in a way yeah and like you said slowly slowly that makes you guys like 
drift apart because you're no longer like sharing an emotional connection because you're cutting that off as soon as you don't allow somebody to speak their feelings so in the end like that's pretty much (coughs) what you know just escalated to the point where i couldn't do it anymore it was just didn't make sense anymore i know even when like you guys would have your little arguments and i would be like veronica like are you okay and you are a pretty private person when it comes to like your relationships or anything like that you kind of like to fix the problem and not involve anyone which is what people who are in love want to do you know they don't want to get everyone's opinions involved because it really is between you two Mm -hmm. but i always remember you having these like little arguments that were so not arguments and so i'm sorry stupid yeah but would lead you guys not speaking for three four five days and and i think like that was that was happening like often yeah and it was like stupid in a way and and i think that's the problem is because the arguments were so stupid or and so like meaningless but the byproduct of the argument was what was really a problem it was so hard to justify like okay we're gonna end the relationship because the the fight itself didn't make sense it was how we were dealing with the fight which was what the problem so it's really hard to tell yourself like oh we're breaking up because of this fight but it's like not really you know yeah so it was really really hard to find the um like the breaking points because i feel like that's often when a breakup you you wait Mm -hmm. for this like certain limit or this certain thing and i always had my like limit you know like i was always like you know if this happens again then i'm done or if this happens then i'm done and every time you reach that limit you kind of change it and you kind of adapt and well you i think also the person on the other side is like well you've said that before and you yeah. haven't changed anything and we've stayed together so they know the boundaries they can push because they know that you're just talking and it's it's never going to be fully serious because if you were to say if you do this again and i'm, I'm not going to deal with this like it's done then the relationship would have been over and then you would have fell through with what you said. But because you didn't, because you love the person and you give chances and and all that stuff is the reason we're here right now. A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, as much as I could say, oh, the breakup is because of, you know, him and this problem. I think, you know, how a relationship works, it's always like both sides. And I think the way that I navigated this relationship too was probably, you know, I tried my best and I did what I thought I had to do. And I really stood by it and I tried and I tried. But at the end of the day, I never stood my ground. And I created a cycle where I would say like, I can't do this anymore. Like you need to stop doing this. I'm, it's never going to happen again. And he would say, yeah, yeah, it's never going to happen again. And then it would happen again. And then I would say, you can't do this anymore. It's the last time. Mm -hmm. And you create, you know, as the person that's always for like letting it happen again, like you're the one actually allowing it to happen at that point. It's, it's one thing if it's like one or two times and like you're giving them a chance, but if it's reoccurring to the point where it's on you now, it was on me. Yeah. Like how many times can you blame somebody before you choose to stay and you don't follow through on your actions? Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, like it was really on me. Like I just didn't have the courage and I genuinely, genuinely to my core did not want to let the relationship go. And I really wanted to be with him. And that was the struggle, which was like, at what point do I not want to be with him anymore because of this? And you know, like it piles up and it piles up. And this has been something that's been happening for a long time. Um, And we just, we had one fight and you know, he ended up, you know, it just, it was a stupid fight over nothing. And like you said, it just like went out of hand and I 
kind of told him to leave and I just like in the moment like I just had like a moment of like clarity and courage and I was just like this is not right like I shouldn't be dealing with this right now like leave and I told him to pack his stuff and leave which he did and then we did not this was the first time he ever packed up all his stuff and left it's been forever that I keep forgetting to call out an amazing addition that we have to our set. And it's all thanks to Maison by Her on Instagram. So she makes custom coasters, trays, ashtrays, so many things. And she made us these custom chemical X coasters and a beautiful <laughs> tray. I feel like the price is yeah, right. Like, why are you doing it like that? And a brand new car. I want to show the... the um, well, almost at a brand new coaster. How nice is this? Yeah, so nice. Honestly, she really... I and have what to does say, it say, Slade? guys? Manifest it, bitch. But you guys should check her out. It's the perfect gift. It's such a personal, cool thing because you can customize it however you want. Like, we customize it to have cherries and lips and to say manifest it, bitch, because that's just our vibe right now. But if your vibe is fuck everyone, they get something like that. You know, that's always a classic. Yeah, so we'll link her Instagram and you could check her out. And thank you so much, Maison by Her, for these uh, cute coasters. For us to cheers in, so cheers. Guys, you know that I love a good boxer. And I'm not talking about the ones that fight. I thought you were going to say a good pair of balls. Mm, That too. You know, Um, not, not for me, but you know good pair of balls you make it sound like i have balls <laughs> well you know what with those pants it looks like you have some <laughs> well i might as well get myself a pair of manscaped boxers guys because they are the softest boxers out there and i know we've sold you on the lawnmower 4.0 and all the shampoos the conditioners the which nose and ear hair trimmers which you still need but if you're doing all this work and you're not packaging the goods in a nice soft packaging doesn't matter. There is no point of anything if you're not going to put it in a nice pair of comfortable. I, I can't even explain to you how soft they are, but just think of like butter. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Interesting. Interesting. Butter on your balls. <laughs> the new the new tagline. <laughs> so, guys, you need to head over to Manscaped and don't forget to use our discount code. Chemical X at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order and free shipping. So Chemical X at checkout for 20% off and free shipping there's so many events in summer and you don't want to show up looking like a raggedy rag so you're gonna go to izotti you're gonna order yourself a custom italian made tailor made to you suit and you're gonna look fly you're gonna look fresh and you're probably gonna get all the single ladies at the wedding all you have to do is put in all your measurements and the suit will literally deliver custom made to you. So I think it's a win for everyone. You don't have to leave your house. You get a suit that's tailor made to you. I know how annoying it is for a man to have to go to the place, try it on, have an old lady, you know, up on their balls. So this way it avoids all of that. You just go online and do it all at izotti.com. And with our discount code chemicalx at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your entire order. Order. <laughs> order. Because I was really at this point, like at the end of my rope. And I, I was also very angry in this moment. And I really lashed out as well. Like we were both like just mm-hmm. like in the heat of the moment. And I told him to leave, which was not something I wanted him to do. But I just said it out of anger. And he did leave. But I think that was a blessing in disguise because I almost had to stick to that decision I made on impulse, which I would have never had the courage if I would have waited two or three or five minutes. I would have gotten over my anger and been like, this is not what I want. But I told him to leave and he left. And then we did not speak for 11 days, um, which was 
the longest 11 days of my life. It was one year, actually. Maybe. Hold on. Let's like <laughs> unpack 11 days for a second. Okay. 11 days after you tell someone to pack up that you don't truly want to walk out the door is fucked up. Yeah. 11 days of like no no communication nothing nothing i don't know where you are i don't know where anything and this was me really putting my foot down because i said okay well i'm doing this now like i need to follow through and i always vowed that i always used to say like i'm not coming to you next time you need to come and you need to fix the problem on your own i'm done coming to you but i don't it's really hard to explain how how difficult it is to live with someone who's not speaking to you. And at a point, you just you you just you can't you can't anymore. You say, "Let's fucking talk about this now." Yeah, I you're like, not I, live I, like this. I've thrown the plate. Yeah, like it let's broke. Fuck it. What can I throw next? Like, exactly. What can I possibly do next? You know, to make sure he knows that how angry I am, and this time, like, I'm not fucking around. But the problem was, like, I would always break before he would come around to speaking to me. <laughs> Because I really am, I can't do it. I can't sit yeah. in silence. I can't, especially if you're here. So when I told him to leave, I said, okay, this is the time that I have to like fucking suck it up and just go along with it. And, you know, it's like every day you're waiting, like, is this a day he's going to speak to me? Is this a day he's going to come? And, you know, is he ever going to speak to me again? Like, there's so can many things break going down, through my can mind. Can we break down like the days? Like, maybe we not talk about all 11 days, but like <clears throat> the first day he left, were you like, okay, we're fighting, but he's going to come back tomorrow. I think um, because everything is an escalation and because this whole problem of ignoring, you know, it started out with one day. It started out with two days. It started out with three days. Because at You're the like, end, how far can we go now? Like yeah, three days is but, the max we've done, but it's you coming to him. Seven days is the max we've done. Seven but days. It's just like I've lived this already so at the beginning it was actually easier than at the end because i was like okay well we've done three days before like i could do this. yeah we've done four days i could do this so but then once on four it days hitting, are you thinking like we're we're gonna get back um so at the beginning i didn't really tell anybody what was happening and i tried to keep it pretty private even though he had moved out like i just kind of like ignored what was happening i i didn't i literally did not tell a soul what was happening mm-hmm. and then like around four or five days like people started finding out through like his friends because he had moved out you know and was staying with his friend and it kind of came back to my friends and to my sister and then it was kind of something that i had to like acknowledge was happening and i had to like admit was actually going on i have a um, question for you do you think if you were able to pull off 11 days without any friends knowing, because we kind of all found out before mm-hmm. you even had a chance to tell us, because I get it, you're, you're, you're kind of private and, and you're like, I want to kind of have the discussion with him because the way you guys ended was yeah. not really a closing. It was, there was a lot left to still be said. Yeah. Would you probably have taken him back if nobody would have known and you had the chance to just kind of like put the puzzle back together? It's difficult to say. Um, because I don't know, because everything that happened in those 11 days is what led me up to having the courage to leave him right? Um, or to like end the relationship. But so it's really hard for me to say yes or no. And like dealing with it alone, it's difficult. And I don't know what I would have convinced myself to do, you know, yeah. like to stay with him or not. But I do know that once it passed like seven days and obviously I had the support of my friends just kind of telling me like, look, like this is not right. Like, I don't care if you're used to this, but this is not right. Once, like, I had that confirmation, it really helped me, like, understand, like, okay, this is wrong. But I do think up until that point, like, I do think I was really seeing, like, if you're willing to go this far, like, leaving, not speaking to me, and, like, just out of, like, this, like, cycle or whatever, like, I actually don't want this. And 
I need to be the one to break the cycle because it's never going to end. And I actually cannot do this anymore. And I've, I've been hurting so much in these past days that even if you come back, it's just, for us to get back together to go where you know what i mean like and that's how i saw yeah. it it was like let's say we're walking down a path you know you come you know you leave for 11 days and then you come back we're still walking down that same path nothing has changed there will be no change and the next time it's going to be worse it's going to be two weeks it's going to be you know that because that's how it is it always escalates um mm -hmm. so i think you know the amount of time that it was was really what pushed me to the point where I was like this is now unacceptable like even for myself like I really felt like if I take you back which is what I want which is like genuinely what I wanted but if I do this I'm disrespecting myself like yeah I feel like it's just not fair and I also know that I'm setting us up for failure because I'm taking you back and we're going down the same path again mm -hmm. and if this relationship has any sort of um hope it's not in us getting back together right now it's like we need to like have a reset. You need to go your way. I need to go my way because I truly believe that's the only way that people can grow. I don't believe that you can grow in the environment that hurt you. I think yeah. that you need to step away from that and you need to find out your own stuff and and heal from it because also like I had a lot of healing to do. He had a lot of healing to do. There was so much hurt in the relationship at this mm -hmm. point because problems can take a toll on the relationship and it can really make it like not as love and fun as it used to be mm -hmm. um and i just didn't want to keep us in this like not happy anymore something that was turning toxic which it shouldn't have so i just had to make the tough decision to say like i'm not going to keep torturing us and putting us down this same path because at the end of the day like i was enabling this i was enabling it every time i took you back and i like forgave you I was enabling the fact that it would happen again. Yes. Um, and I knew that I just had to be the one to finally put a stop to it because it's just obviously not fun for either of us. And I know that neither of us wants to be apart, but I think it's like the difficult thing of like having to decide to do so. Um, so I really just like, I think just 11 days for me was like, this was long enough to make my decision. If it's not for like what I want, it's just what I deserve. It's what, and like you said, if no one knew, but people did know. And the reality is like when people know that this has happened, it's almost, it's like a fire under your ass. Yeah. It's like, okay, well now everybody knows. And like, I can't just, you know, I think it pretend was, it didn't happen. Yeah. And I think, um, it was kind of like, I obviously knew you guys had issues, but I never really, you know, <clears throat> more issues than Vogue. I never really, um, you know, it's like any friend you want to be there for them. But also if they're not willing to share, it's because they're not ready. And also, you know, everyone has their own path in life. You kind of want to just let them go through it. And um, and I and I know that you're kind of a private person. So I know you were going to tell me when you were ready. Mm -hmm. But I think at a point it comes down to, you know, I'm on FaceTime with you and you're like, it's this many days we don't talk and i think at some point i was like veronica like that is not okay and yeah. sometimes you you know in a way have to be ready to hear that and yeah and you know i think you were but sometimes hearing someone else validate how you feel is like okay i am not crazy for feeling this way and i am not alone and i'm i'm okay to to have friends be there for me and kind of like understand the situation in a 100%. way i know we talk a lot about like letting your friends you know figure it out on their own and like go through their stuff and, and like, i'm go a true with... believer and i yeah. always say like let someone go through what they need to go through and then when they talk to you about it and they're ready then they'll 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 be ready to listen because yeah. you're not coming kind of like attacking them 100%. but i think it was kind of at a point where you were like 
kind of drained from 11 days of thinking is somebody coming back am i broken up like what's he doing there's so many things that goes through someone's mind and i think when you really have 11 days to sit in your mind, every scenario, everything has already entered. 100%. So like you've done the craziest part, which is sit in silence. Which is the worst, which is the absolute worst. And I will say, like I said, you know, we always say like, oh, you know, let your friend do what they want. But I do think like a big impact that, you know, having people supporting me and, and like giving me their opinion is the reality is when somebody doesn't give you their opinion, you know, as much as you might give a friend your opinion and they might not take it, it mm -hmm. still is there. And it's still like a thought <laughs> oh, that it they lingers. think about. It lingers. So whether or not you think that they're listening to you or that they care what you have to say, sometimes you just need to actually say your opinion because it might be something that they're already thinking, but they don't know if it's true or they don't know if it's real. And I think for me, there was a point like a couple of months back where, you know, I was kind of like clued alessia in on that we were in a fight and we weren't really speaking at the moment and she just kind of <coughs> said like well you know like it's not really normal that you guys don't talk for that long and because i'm in my own relationship and i'm so used to it now but i did know deep down that it was wrong but i just didn't feel like it was well you wrong kind of enough. it's like anything you get immune to yeah, it yeah and i and i didn't feel like i always felt like it was something i could deal with it it was something that i could get used to or, or we could figure it out because it seemed so like quizzical like it seemed so yeah. small something so figure outable you know that's not even a word but <laughs> yeah when she said like no it's like it's kind of like wrong and i was like fuck you know like it is because I was always keeping it within myself and within my relationship. And obviously my partner is not going to tell me, yeah, it's wrong. Like it's him who's doing it at the end of the day. You're always not going to really like admit how bad it is, you know? But I think someone from outside the relationship looking in can really have that like unbiased point of view. And I think that really made an impact for me because I was like, okay, maybe this is like important enough that it's like, well, I think, it makes sense the impact that it's having I on think you. my whole thing was like your arguments are so stupid but if you're willing to like walk out and not speak for 11 days with an argument that's so stupid what would life be you know in 10 years what would life mm -hmm. be in 5 years or like if you guys decide to get married and have kids like there's so many crazy things that are going to happen in our lives so if the little things are, are, are finding hard to come to like a conclusion or just like an agreement then maybe it's something that's not for you. 100%. And I wanted to talk about a little bit about like things that I've learned yeah. going through a breakup and having to make this really hard decision. And that's one of them is that you can have the perfect love. You can have this like magic fairy tale connection. It could all be perfect. People can look at you and be like, oh my God, you guys fit perfectly together. You know, everything is just perfect. And it's just not enough because something can come, like you said, so stupid. So stupid, so small, so insignificant, but be so significant that it actually has the power to ruin a relationship that is full of love. And like, I have nothing bad to say about like, we really did not have any problems that, you know, a lot of people do have, you know, whether it's like possessiveness or controlling or jealousy or any of those things. Like we were really supportive of each other and like motivational and he trusted me and I trusted him 100%. Um, but unfortunately, like that little problem just couldn't be solved no matter how much we mm -hmm. tried and it was it was really shit because you had to say like we're gonna have to throw away you know quote unquote this perfect amazing love <clears throat> because of something so small and that was really difficult for me um and that's what i just realized is one of my like lessons that i've realized is that love is actually not enough mm -hmm. as much as you think like we love each other we'll ride or die for each other 
it's not enough to have a genuine sustainable relationship and to build a foundation yeah because that's what's important is the sustainability like yes i could have gone on and we could have been still been in love and still had that fire and still kept going and it would have been back and forth and toxic but how much is it love and fire when you can't even communicate but but then at the end of the day like how long can you go like yes you could go and it's fire but at one point the fire will burn out and that's what was the relationship it was beautiful it was love it was everything was amazing but it was not sustainable because of these things that are actually relationships are almost like a business it's like you really both need to be willing Mm -hmm. to put in 50 percent of the work halfway half half it has to be equal i can't even stress enough i don't even like the 50 50 i think it's 100 100 yeah 100 100 that's what i'm saying it has to be equal both partners have to be willing i mean i just times two it like like i basically the ratio's the same babe (laughs) (laughs) i don't even think 50 50 100, 100. Well, because I think when I hear 50-50, it's kind of like you put in your work, I put in my work. It's like, no, you actually have to be on your own, do all your work. They need to do all their work, and then you have to, like, line up. Yeah. Because if you guys are on different pages, then even if you put in 60 and, and 40, it's still not going to work. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100. Um, and yeah, that's another thing I realized it's, I mean, we always say it has to be equal. Both partners have to put in the most, but you never realize until you, until you're in a relationship where it starts to feel unequal. And there's like that push pull kind of like feel. But that's what, that's what it should be. There should always be, um, like a push and pull. So at one point, what? Yeah. Give and take. Like it should be like, if I'm going to run, you're going to chase me. But next time you run, I'll chase you. But in reality, he was running and I was chasing the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? And I think that there will always be like ups and downs and one person more, one person less, but it's always going to be equal in the end. But for us, you know, we had a little bit of an imbalance in that sense. And I was always like chasing him and it was not for love. It was not for like, I wasn't chasing affection. I wasn't chasing love or, or those things. I was just like chasing him to communicate. I was chasing him. And, and in, in that way, you're all so, okay, let me explain this. There's something called the runner and the chaser dynamic. So in every relationship, there's that. Right. And like you said, like it should be, you know, sometimes one, sometimes the other. So with with my ex-boyfriend, it was like I was the runner. He was the chaser always. But then when I would catch that glimpse of like him not wanting to like run anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, Chase? Yeah, when he wasn't chasing anymore, I'd be like, oh, should I maybe have like overstepped my boundaries? And like maybe it's my turn to kind of like balance back the relationship. And that's only when I like knew that I wasn't getting the chaser back what I kind of just... yeah run back exactly but like when you have someone who doesn't even run back i can't imagine it's very difficult so like i said every relationship has that and it's supposed to be balanced right yeah um so i think there's always someone who does it a little bit more but it also depends the fight like who really feels the guilt in that yeah everything but when one person is doing it all the time that's an issue you know and the the interesting thing about the runner and chaser dynamic is and i'm sure anyone listening goes like okay i'm the runner okay i'm the chaser you know yeah um but the interesting thing about the dynamic is that you would initially think that the person running is the problem you would think the person that's always running away is the one who needs to work who needs to do the work who needs to fix it who needs to stop running so that the chaser can catch up to them right that's what you would think but in reality no the runner is the one who's always running from the problem exactly so you would think that the runner is the one they, that needs to do the work. You would think that. 
right? Because the person chasing is the one that's trying to fix this, that's trying to get whatever it is, and the runner is running away from it. Well, I think they both have to learn. Okay, well, my point is that usually you're chasing after the runner to do something. I hear what you're saying. You want them to do something. Like the chaser, why are you chasing? Exactly. So ideally, the runner, you would think, is the person who has the most work to do and who needs to stop running, who needs to sit and take accountability and, you know, learn how to do whatever it is you want them to do. But the reality is the runner will never stop running unless the chaser stops chasing. So the first person and the person who has to do the most work is the person who is actually chasing. Because think of if you're getting chased, literally, if you're getting chased, you will never stop running unless the person stops chasing you. And the person who's chasing is actually fueling the person more and more to keep running. And once the chaser will stop, and set up the wall and set up the boundary, that's truly when the runner can then slow down, take a look around, oh my God. And that's when the true work starts. And it's difficult because the person who chases is always has that gap. They always feel like they're going, they're going, they're trying. They're putting these, these, these like um, expectations. And the more you put expectations, the more you chase, the more the person is like totally running away from that, whether they want to or not. It's just like instincts. And all the chaser wants is for the person to stop running. But the reality is it has to be you who has to stop chasing. And that's what I did. And it was very difficult because the scariest thing about being a chaser is you're so afraid that if you stop, they won't run back. Yeah. And that was my biggest fear. And I, I said that a lot to him and I explained that to him. And I really had that deep fear that if I didn't fight for it, if I didn't fight to solve the problem, if I didn't chase after you every time, that it would just never get solved, that the relationship would fizzle and die. And I often felt like the reason it was still alive is because I was beating the heart, making sure that we yeah. would solve the problems <laughs> and doing the dirty work, you know, yeah. and chasing. And, you know, when those <coughs> 11 days happened, I was just like, well... I gave you the chance to chase me and you didn't. And you like made my worst fear come to life, which was that if I stopped chasing, you wouldn't run for me. And he didn't. And that was like really difficult for me. And that was when I realized, okay, this needs a reset. This needs a break. We need to be apart because we're stuck and it's not balanced. It's not, you know, but I think it was really difficult for me to understand that it was me who had to do it. Like as the chaser, you kind of always put you're, you're always waiting on the runner to do something for you. Like you're always putting these expectations like once you do this, we'll be perfect. Once you do this, we'll be perfect. Yeah. But in reality, it's you who has to do the work and you need to actually stick by your boundaries and say, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop chasing you. I'm going to stop having expectations. That's it. And that was the hardest thing. And I, I thought that was like a big lesson for me because I always felt like I was like, oh, well, if this <laughs> is just fixed, then we're good, you know, but. I was fueled by like the fear that he wouldn't chase the relationship. And, you know, over time, like you said, people get used to that. You know, they bank on the fact that you're always going to run for them. And whether or not he wanted just as much to have a good relationship, he just knew that I would always come in the subconscious. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And looking back now, like if I can say I learned one really important thing, it's that no matter what your fear is, like if you're afraid that they won't chase you, then that's what it is. Because... If you and don't also set you're, your and also you're living the fear because you know it's there. Yeah, and if you're you already don't set, going through it. If you don't set that boundary at the beginning and actually stick by it, when you say if you don't come, that's it, and that's what I would do, and I would never stick by it. You know, I would always change my limit. You know, it would always go higher and higher. And if you don't do that at the beginning, then it's done because you really set the tone that you would willingly do anything. I think like the biggest lesson. I think if you're getting into a relationship, it's to really 
I'm not going to lie, like be yourself fully at the beginning and show who you are so that somebody who's coming in, you're not playing this whole like, you know, six months of your, you're being on your best self and like you're, you're not fully showing someone who you are. I think that's another thing. It's like showing, showing who you are at the beginning will only enable like the right person in your life because you're just kind of getting rid of that like six month bail jail time, you know, if you show someone who they are, who you are at the beginning, then they know what they're signing up for. 100%. And I also think it's important to, you know, a lot, like I always thought my relationship was kind of invincible because we were so in love. And we had this like perfect connection. I always felt like, well, we are special and we have something that no one else has. So none of our problems can be big enough to ruin the relationship. I always lived in this kind of like mindset like that. And yeah, you know, and so I, you, I, yeah, so you give more and you do more because you feel like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Because we're meant to be together forever. And that's what I truly believed. You know, I always felt like, oh, well, this will get fixed eventually. We'll fix it eventually. And if I have to try more now, that's okay. Like, I know it's going to get fixed eventually. Um, but that was the wrong way to go about it. And and that's the thing. When you're so in love, like, to that extent, you will literally do anything for this person. And accept anything. And accept anything. And it's, like, embarrassing to say. Because, and first of all, guys, I want to say, even to this point, like, I had to really get to a point where I was even, like took so much for me to get here it really took so much and so much like confirmation that this was like what i had to do and there was no turning back and when everyone found out it was like holding me accountable and like there was so many elements that were involved that made it possible for me to even do because it felt like it was something that i could never ever do yeah and i don't don't think you you even were wanted to do it i I think i think it was like people found out you you hadn't talked to him and and you were even trying to control, like, who knew, who didn't know. And I think that's when it starts getting, like, super, like, confusing because I just, you're left in the dark. You don't know what's going on. I just think that there's a difference between wanting to do something and knowing what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I really, truly did not want to do this. But, but I, I think, knew that I think it was the most right thing people, to do. I think most people in life know what they have to do. Yeah. They either choose to like do it or they choose to just try and work on it yeah. or just accept that those things are not going to change. I mean, I just think the craziest part about the relationship is like, and I've had like these moments where I literally thought this to myself and I was like so, so in love. And I'm, I know I'm making it sound really one-sided, but he was also so in love with me, okay? And he still is so in love with me. Um, it's making it sound like I'm this obsessed girl with pictures of him on my wall. But like we, we definitely had like a crazy connection that was nothing like I ever felt before. And it was so powerful that there was times where I would literally like think to myself like, okay, if he, like let's say, and he never would, but let's say he would cheat on me. Would I leave him? Would I have the balls to leave him? Because I always said I would never stay with someone that would cheat on me. I would never, ever. No, nobody loves you if they cheat on you. I promise you guys, mm-hmm. I would have stayed if he cheated on me. Like, maybe not now because our relationship was so rocky and, like, this has been coming for a long time. But, like, when I was in, like, the heat of our relationship, the peak of our relationship, I can honestly, genuinely imagine myself not able to let the relationship go because I was not ready. And I think that's so important. I think in every relationship or, you know, in one that love is so big and so deep there's times where you're just not ready to do something whether or not you know it's right to do you know and I knew for a long time that you know this was the right thing to do because these were like problems that were really putting a wedge between us but I was just not ready I, I could not do it it's like a, it's like an addiction yeah. it's like do you just a couple more days do just you a couple more yeah. months do you remember when my ex-boyfriend and I broke up and 
I was like, fuck, like, I think we're going to give this another go. Like, we took time apart, and it was like, you know, it's always like when you take a couple months apart, but you haven't really worked on yourself, and you're like, okay, maybe, like, now maybe it'll be different this time around. And I remember, like, sending you the message saying, like, look, I just had a talk with him, and I think we're going to give this another go. And I know, like, anyone who's listening is like, well, anyone you tell, it's like, shit, like, you came this far, like, you're already mentally prepared for this, you went down that path, like, why would you go down it again? Like, you, you've come this far, you mm -hmm. know? And I remember you literally sending me a message and being like, look, like you make the decision at the end of the day. Like we're still we're like what you decide to do is not going to colleagues. Fuck. We're colleagues. <laughs> what you decide to do is not going to change our relationship. But I just like want you to think about it. But I, I respect any decision you choose. Mm -hmm. And that lingered. You know, it's like in the back of my head, I know I should not be doing this again, but I'm going to give it a go. And like you're saying, you know, sometimes you have to allow someone to just go through it again they have to be like reminded eight times why it's not going to work for the ninth time for them to leave then you have to allow someone to also do that you yeah. know and that's why i think sometimes speaking is important as well as like not, not speaking. speaking yeah and i do agree i think i would never be here right now if it wasn't for all the times that i gave it another go and i tried again and i forgave and i went back i really needed the confirmation and i think even if i did at those times end the relationship i would not be as firm and as solid as i am in my beliefs right now if i did it back then because i think i really needed to see i really needed to see every time <coughs> that i was promised something and it didn't happen i needed to see it because or else i would have always lived in hope yeah. And I think that's super difficult. And I think I finally got to the point where like enough things like I had enough that I was like, OK, I cannot turn back now. And like, I know I, I know no matter what, that <coughs> even if we get back together, this is not going to go like right now. If we get back together, it's not going to go where I want it to go. It's not going to be sustainable. We're only going to be like pushing the expiry date, you know, like we're not actually fixing the problem. Yeah, I truly believe that. Like I said, you need to grow outside of the environment that hurt you. And maybe like, it's not that I hurt him or anything. I think both of I us have both, stuff though. to work on. And when I mean, you that's hurt your each perspective, other, right? Like he yeah. can see it as like you hurt him too. Yeah. Like it's both ways. But, but you know, any pain in a relationship is something that's felt on both sides. Yeah. And I think, you know, you really need your time apart to heal and to grow. And I always say like, you know, if, if it happens, then it happens and it comes back and it's at the right time, then sure. Like I'm a hundred percent, you know, but to say like, oh, two weeks and like we're back at it. Like you're walking down the same road. Yeah. You know, you I have really so, need time. Yeah. I have so many questions for you. So now being out of your relationship, is there anything like moving forward that it has become a necessity that you need? In a, well, now it's communication for sure. <laughs> yeah. Communication, I think. I think you you really don't realize how much communication is so fucking important yeah. because if you're feeling a certain way and someone's not able to validate it it's so hard to like because sometimes we just want to be heard we don't even want like you to agree with us like and vice versa it's just like if you're not actually hearing someone out it's like fuck like why am i even doing this 100 and i think i also wasn't hearing him out too because when he like took away my ability to speak by the time we would speak i was so like yeah 
angry and like so much emotion that there was like no like you don't get to feel anymore like you hurt me so bad and like that was a problem too like by the time he would speak to me again i was so angry that it was like you owe me every apology in the world like this hurt so it's like i'm overlooking his feelings as well to like what actually started the fight you know so there were so many things that went wrong and like communication is literally literally everything like it's higher than love like without communication you cannot have love it like, enables love yeah you know? so so for sure that and you know something that just talking about like taking time apart and like growing um something that i really like just recently accepted and i always had this belief (laughs) and from the beginning of our relationship i would always say and it's something that i even still kind of like believe but whatever i always used to say like it's you or it's nobody like i truly felt that in my bones it's like either i'm with you or i'm with no one and for a long time i could not stand having no one like not about not no one it's just i couldn't not stand not having you like it's not about me being alone i could be alone if i want but i needed him i needed you you know yeah and i really felt like those were my two options it was either i had you or i was alone and that was fine but i was not gonna have you um and that was something that was really difficult for me even getting out of the relationship i really felt like i was making this decision of like i'm gonna be alone forever i'm choosing me these are my two options and that's what it is and i think like over time whether or not i still truly believe like that it's him or no one i just think it's like a really depressing and a sad way to live and i think that in itself was something that stopped me from leaving the relationship is because i felt like i only had two (coughs) decisions and it felt like there was two boxes it's either we were together or there was no one and there was never going to be anyone and you were not going to be there oh my god it's such a bad way to look at life it's so bad it's so bad and i truly truly believed it and i still do feel that way like it's such a powerful connection it's hard to believe that that could ever exist again but the idea that i was just shutting out any sort of possibility but not even just like relationship wise just the idea of saying it's you or no one is such a negative way to look and it really made me feel really negative for a long time i i even like wow i never thought you'd be here saying this i've heard you so many times say like it's him or it's nobody and i'm like it's such a bad way to look at life because you literally don't know life. You, yeah. You're literally just living day by day. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and you don't know what are going to be your wants in a year. Like it might completely change, you know, from from getting older and experiencing different things. And I think like I'm so happy to hear you even say that this has yeah. been big, I know. big, big big growth. I mean, and I think I, I don't want it to sound like. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I realized it's not him or no one. It's not no. that. It's just that I've accepted to stop holding that over myself. Yes. And I've all that I've done is like accepted, okay, life is life and I don't know what can happen. Yes. And I'm going to, whether or not I believe it, because like if I'm being honest, I do believe it, but... Am I going to keep holding myself to that standard and keep putting myself in those two boxes because you can only choose one? No. I've decided like, you know what, whether or not that's how I feel, I'm not going to live that way and I'm going to live my life and I'm going to keep myself open. And just because, just for the sole reason that it's so heavy to live like that, it's so heavy. And the idea just to be open and to like live life for what it is, 
you're not making what feels like a lifetime decision of like, okay, I didn't choose you. So now I'm alone. Like I felt like that in itself was heavy and whether or not, let's say quote unquote, I'm alone forever. At least living with the mindset that anything could happen is already a better way to live. Yes. Get what I'm saying? So that was my mindset change was not like, okay, I decided, wait, maybe there's someone else for me out there. It's just more, I'm going to stop holding myself to these two options because it's just so draining. It's so heavy and it's so depressing. And it's what kept me in the relationship for so long is because I truly, truly believed it. And I felt like if as soon as I step out of this, I'm stepping into the box of me alone and forever, you know, and that was that's, like, I a, think that's such how, a hard, I think like, a lot, like whenever anyone gets out of a relationship, I think that's how a lot of people see it. It's like, it's him or it's no one or like, I'm never going to find somebody who has those qualities. Like it's really him or no one and i'm just accepting the fact that i'm gonna be alone forever i've i've been there Mm. but i also think like you can't base all your experiences based on like what it is like you want in your next partner because like i was saying like things change and also i think like every relationship kind of builds you up to like learn what it is you want and don't want and i think like you've you've kind of reached a point where you're like wow i found a guy who was able to be supportive of my dreams, not jealous. And that already was something you didn't have in any relationship before. Mm -hmm. That was so new to you and that felt like freedom. But what you don't know is that sometimes those qualities are still available in somebody else, whether it's him in the end or whether Mm -hmm. it's somebody else. I just want you to know that just because somebody had certain things doesn't mean that they're not available in somebody else with different qualities. Like it might not be exactly, but what I'm trying to say is when you put that negativity towards like it's him or it's no one, it's like you're like basing the world and the judgment of like other people based on like what you had, but also without knowing what's out there in a way. I mean, I think, you know, even, yeah, hundred percent. But I think even now, like, it has nothing to do with anyone else because I still. Well, it's also no, no, no. still new and it's no, fresh. 100%, you know? But I mean, like my change of like mindset has nothing to do with like anyone else or or looking at a new partner or like even any sort of new thing. It's really just like because I still cannot imagine myself with anyone else. And that's fine. I think it's just the idea that I've <coughs> stopped holding myself to those two options has made me feel more free. It's made me feel like, because every day, like waking up and like thinking of that and like thinking of the relationship <laughs> in that sense of like the two decisions felt really bad and felt really heavy. And I think just allowing life to play out as it is and yeah. not not saying whether it's what I want or what it's not I want, not putting myself like, okay, it's this or it's this. Like, I think just that energy of speaking that and saying it out loud and and living by it is so sad. And I think- whether I end up with him or not, I think I just want to live a life where I'm just open, where I'm just open to doing whatever makes me happy. And if it's staying alone for the rest of my life, I'll fucking stay alone for the rest of my life. I love being alone. I have no problem being alone. That was never an issue for me. You know, I always said when we first got into a relationship, I always said, I love being by myself. I am 100% good alone. I don't need you. The only reason why we're in this relationship together is because you add to my life. And I like the way you are in my life, you know, but I could be good without you. And I, we were always on the same page with that. 
And if I have to be alone forever, I'll be alone forever. And if it's with someone else, it's with someone else. And if it's with right, him, then it's with him. Right, but also when you get in a relationship and then things happen and stuff, you do get comfortable with yeah, somebody. No, and then it's harder to say like, oh, well, I'm good being alone. Because that suddenly doesn't feel like a possibility when yeah. you're in it as much. It's easy when you get in a relationship being like, you cool, you cool. Like, I am so good being alone. But then feelings, emotions, things you experience together are all things that make it super hard to say I'm okay being alone. It's like I'm a very okay person being alone. Like I am so happy being alone. But also when I am in a relationship and then like certain things happen and like there's that love there, it's like the possibility of being alone is just very different. Yeah. It, you don't see it the same way. A hundred percent. Yeah. I will say though, like, and something that I learned in a positive note is like I am proud of how I carried myself in the relationship because and I think it's also just my personality. I am a very independent person. And I can truly say that all of my, like, what kept me there was not, like, me needing him in my life for, like, any other reason than, like, the addiction of, like, love and genuinely loving him and wanting him in my life. There was not nothing else that held him <laughs> to me, you know? And I'm happy that I still left, kept my life the way that I wanted it. Like, you know, like, I remember telling somebody that I would, that we had broken up and they were like, oh, you can come out now and you can like go out with us. And I was like, I could have done that anyway. I just didn't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't, don't want to go out. Like, it's fine. Like, I could have done whatever I wanted and I lived my life. I focused on my goals. I focused on my projects. I lived exactly how I would have had I been alone, you know? And he added and he helped us out. And like I said, you know, we did lean on him in certain aspects and like the podcast and stuff like that and like emotionally, but... I really always kept myself solid and I know that for a fact because being out of the relationship I've I'm still solid like whether or not like I'm really hurt and like um, like emotionally yeah feeling the loss as a person and in my life like I'm still very solid and it has not affected me in how I've lived my life because I did not lean on him for a lot of things that most people in a relationship do lean on someone. Yes, exactly. And that's what I would say, like, I'm really proud of. And if I could tell anyone to do, like, that's how you should run your relationship. You should never lean on someone to, you know, like, the supportive thing, like, well, maybe there's so many things, like, financially, if somebody, yeah, literally, financially supporting your whole entire 100%, life. yeah, that's Let me tell one. you, you're the chaser. You're chase. going to feel the loss. <laughs> and who's you. the chaser and who's the runner? Oh, I'll be chasing for you those picks. <laughs> you be chasing for that money. But it's so true. But even, like, not even just financially, but, you know, sometimes, like, uh, a lot of times, like, for women or girls. Like, I think you also, like, you found kind of your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. um, you're working on your goals. And these are all things that'll move you day by day with, like, yes, being hurt, but still feeling the, I got to do this. I got to mm -hmm. do that. You have the thing that's keeping you busy yeah. to get to where you want to get to. Whereas some people who feel like they don't have their purpose or they haven't found it yet are kind of like leaning their relationship on that, which makes right. it so much harder so or much why harder. they go back. So much harder. Um, and as big of a part as my relationship was, I still had so many other big things going on, which was what was important. And like anyone getting into a relationship, even, even if you don't know what your purpose is, always be working on something that you love and that you're passionate about. Even if it's a hobby, just do something <laughs> that you can feel like is your own. Because I think, like I said, so another example of like leaning on someone, a lot of girls in a relationship will lean on their partner as a sense of like um, validation or like security in like confidence wise. Like yeah. they feel like they need their boyfriend to hype them up, make them feel beautiful 
beautiful, make them feel sexy, make them feel this, which is so normal because, you know, we always lean on our partner to boost our confidence. But if you are leaving that relationship and now you feel like you lost your whole source of like security and confidence because they were giving that to you, then it just shows like you were not strong on your own confidence. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think thousand it's, percent. it's so important to really identify what you're leaning on your partner for. And that's what I will say that I'm really happy with. I, I leaned on him for many things, but a lot of the things I still stood on my own two feet for, whether it was my life, whether it was like motivation and stuff. And like I said, he motivated me to do a lot of things. But deep down, like where I am now, I'm like good. Like I, I've like accepted that I can do this on my own. And I think it's so important to always keep that. Always keep the fact that whether somebody can help you and boost you and maybe help you get farther, you can always do it by yourself. And don't ever let someone be like the 100% motivation, the 100% confidence, the 100% has like to come within. anything. You have to have that for yourself or else you're always going to lean on that person. And once you leave the relationship, it's going to hit you a lot fucking harder. Yeah. Because it's hit me emotionally, but like in the way I've run my life because I run my life around myself and I, I have all my things for myself it's in that way it's unaffected you know what i mean and i've really like built myself yeah. up to be strong in all those areas where i don't feel like it's like oh it feels like yeah in a lot of places it's like the loss is there but it's not as significant as if i like leaned fully on him for that yeah. you know that's why I think it's important, you know, even even in a relationship, not to base, yeah, your entire life on someone. And not to give, not to oh, give. I, I've 100%. heard friends who are like, I, Wait, I, did I just, did I just change? I just said not to give hundred percent. I just fucked up our other quote there, hundred hundred. Well, you but made it very clear when you were running. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too fucking soon. But um, I mean, like, don't give a hundred percent of who you are. Yeah. Like, don't give up who you are for someone else. Continue what you're saying. I agree. I agree. I agree. The end. No, we're not done. We can go on for like. Oh, yeah. Peter, do you have any questions? Do you want to say anything? I don't have any questions. I think we're just proud of our girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many things happening in your life that you have to be proud of. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you, we spoke about everything you've learned. Like, is there anything else on the Let phone you wanted to add? I think you've before. pretty much covered it. Do you think going forward you will be a little more open? Like, when something happens, like, are you going to be more open to telling friends about it? Or do you think, like, you're still going to be kind of, like, um, closed off in that sense? Um, I think... Because, like, being secretive is, like, a blessing and a fucking curse at the same time. It's, like... You want people to validate, so it's, like, nice to hear people's opinion. But then also, like, the opinion should only matter of the two people that are in the relationship. So it can get very difficult. Yeah. There's so many things I remember not telling any friends about because I didn't actually want people's opinion about because I thought I could handle on my own. And I thought, like, I don't need other people that are outside of it to give their input when I know what like needs to be worked on or needs yeah. to be done like why do i need somebody else to like kind of judge me in a way 100 percent. um i think that it's hard to say because i think it's it's been difficult because once you keep everything a secret which is what i tend to do i, I keep it very private i never really tell anyone you also put yourself in this box where you go so far that no one understands anymore and then when you actually do want to speak about something 
nobody understands because you haven't been cluing them in on what's been happening. So it's so difficult to actually open up because it's like, well, it's because this happened and this happened months ago because you never say anything. And I think I ended up feeling so <coughs> alone because he was not speaking to me in problems and I couldn't tell anyone else because nobody had any idea what was going on in my relationship and I was just like alone to deal with it by myself. I mean, I think I had pretty much like, I think you kind of like told me ish, but then I was always like, I'm not going to say anything because like, I know, I know you didn't want my opinion. Yeah. You know, like it was like, a, we're fighting, but I don't want to, you would always say we're yeah. fighting, but I don't want to talk about it. I'm also and I'd be like, okay i think it goes back to also like a personal issue as well like i really don't like talking about my feelings like it's always been a thing and it's funny that i realized in this time why i do that you know how like you think you never like think through why you do a certain thing like i've always been like oh i'm someone who's private i'm someone who never talks about my emotions but then like Starts during this time you know <laughs> During this time, I was really like, why do I do this? Like, why am I this way? And you know how they say everything always goes back to your childhood. And I kind of connected the dots and like 100% <laughs> the reason why I don't say anything is because I have middle child syndrome. But like as a kid, I was always the um, entertainer. <laughs> the What? Bullied. The bullied. Yeah, I was bullied. <laughs> but I was always like the entertainer. So I was always like if someone was sad. I was going to like do something goofy or like funny or tell a joke and make people feel better. And I think being that kid, you never want to make people like you never want to bring your problems under other people. So when I would get hurt, I would never cry. I would never I would never show extreme emotions because I didn't want to bother anyone. Like I always wanted to just be like the happy one that would make everyone happy. And even now I'm really like that. I never feel like. Like it's like you always kind of want to show the world that you're strong. People. Yeah, but in but it it sucks because it comes out of like I don't want to bother you with my problems. So it's like my friend was like you know going through her breakup and I never wanted to tell her what was going on with me because I was like oh I don't want to take away from your problem. But it's like at the same time like I'm looking back and I'm going you're well, like we couldn't relate it. Yeah, but it's just funny how I always feel like I need to take the role of making everyone else feel better and like I don't want to ruin anybody's mood and it's like oh it doesn't really matter I could deal with it myself and it's just something that I've realized over this time actually comes from being a kid and just kind of being always that yeah that kid who had to just like go along with it and like make everyone happy and like oh she's never mad she's never sad and that's kind of come along and that I makes think sense. It's, it's something that I definitely need to work on because it did kind of put me in a box where I felt like I couldn't speak to anyone and I really felt alone and I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone because it was too far gone and and at that point i didn't want anyone's opinion either because i felt like no one would understand it because i didn't tell anyone and also in a way you knew what you had to do yeah. and you didn't you weren't ready yeah so why talk about it i mean i think like it was a blessing and a curse and it, it did keep me in my like comfort zone for a while and i did have the ability to control who knew what but i did think it also put me in a place that was really sad and really like um especially coming on the podcast every week like i would come on like there would be like really shit things happening and i would come on and i would laugh and i would joke and i would smile and yeah. nobody knew what was happening like nobody knew that it was like the worst fucking three days of my life but i still had that ability to put on a happy yeah, face these, and it's, these it's three, really shit this, these three weeks were really i i can't imagine yeah. like but it's not the first time that i come on here and uh, it's three 
four days we're not speaking and I still come on and I still, you know, show a face. And I think that is like, as much as it's like, oh yeah, so noble. Like people will always like props me like, oh, you're, you look great. Like you're all good. And I'm like, yeah, but also no, because I wish that I could be the person that could be more open because it's led me to deal with things on my own and led me to like just pile everything up on my own and not ever feel like the comfort to tell anyone because I always feel like, oh, like I'm here for you, but like you don't need to know about me. You know what I mean? And like, and I think in a way that stops people from connecting with you. I think that always puts a wall around me. I agree. You know, it's like, I'll be there for you, but you can't be there for me. And it's like almost like a sneaky selfish thing. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be like that, but it's something that I've yeah. learned. Like, I think also it makes people feel like weirded out to tell you like their problems. Like, <clears throat> fuck, like this is what's going on in my life. But like, I don't want Veronica to judge me because like, fuck. Yeah. You know what I, don't I know mean? what's going on in your life. Yeah. And also it makes people but I feel think, awkward like, to I think tell with their opinions. me, opinion. you were still pretty open. Like I still knew like a lot of stuff. Maybe I didn't know everything. There was a lot of things I didn't know. But I think... I think I kind of, you know. I mean, I will say there's a lot of things I mean, you didn't know. Absolutely. But for you sure. You had no choice because you were here. And often, like, you were the only person that I could not hide it from because you would show up and then you'd be like, what's going on? Like, why yeah. aren't you guys speaking? Like, what's like, wrong I with was him? The like, one person, you like, were you could here. not, you could yeah. not. You could not hide from me because we had to film. And like, if you're fighting and he's not clicking the buttons, it's like, why do we well, yeah. need to get? Why do we need to get somebody else? Like, these are all or like, the things. Why, isn't he, why aren't you guys speaking? Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, I see something's off, and it was or like, like it's awkward when we get on set. It's awkward when we get off. You know, like these are all things that you know. It's it's you can hide from, but when somebody's in your zone, it was really difficult yeah. to like keep that private but i think like i said everything happened the way that it should ha- i mean i didn't say this but everything happened the way it should have happened yeah. and i don't regret anything i don't regret not leaving earlier i don't regret mm-hmm. leaving now everything i feel like worked out the way it should have you know whether it's keeping it private everything just was what it had to be <laughs> for me to be here now and, and you know wherever i'm gonna be I just, I truly believe that everything has to happen a certain way. And I can talk back now and say, oh, I regret doing this. I regret doing this. But I actually don't. I think I learned. I lived. I'm here now. Everything happened the way it had to. I could have left earlier, but I might have not been strong enough to hold that decision. And I left now and it's what happened, had to happen. And I just hope that like, you know, it all works out in the end. And that's all I hope for is that we could both be happy because at the end of the day, when you truly love somebody... I literally want nothing more in this world than for him to be happy. And I know that he has not been as happy as he could be for a long time. And that's one of the reasons that I I decided to end the relationship is because he deserves 100% happiness. And so do I. So that's all that I can hope is that together, apart, whatever it is, like we're both 100% happy. So... I just don't want well, to. Yeah. Okay, moving. I know we're, we're ending this podcast, but I just want to say um, proud of you. Um, big Thanks. step. More coming. We have never on this podcast both been single. Crazy. On Chemical X. You're like, I'm not proud True. of it, so I don't want to cheers yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to that. But I'm just saying. Um, People are like, you're so is, happy to be single. I'm like, no, well, but here's it's, the it's, thing. It's literally so no. weird. We both started this podcast, both in relationships. Mine ended a year ago. Yours, yours was you, still running. No pun intended. Thanks, Ella. No, no. 
I'm so bad at being that friend to be like, hundred percent. But I, I don't want you to start crying. I don't Ale, need this. If you if you started pulling all this, uh, how are you doing? I would have left the room. The only way I'm here right now is because I know that I can't cry in your energy. No, no. Like it's all good. Like. I don't need to be in part of these. How are you feeling inside? No, no, like, no, no. Don't no. Fuck it. When people say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm peachy. I'm great. I'm good. It's so weird because like even even when you guys broke up, I wasn't like calling you every day to be like, hey, what's up? It's like when I'm seeing you or when we have to discuss something. Oh, and by the way, how are <laughs> you? How are you? Like, you it's good? Like, it's the fifth. You up? It's actually like the fifth thing I ask you, which is probably... It's bad, but I think for you, that's great. It's, great it's like me. a it's a way to weasel you It's because people like ask me and I go, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Anyways, when you're coming over the podcast. <laughs> the other day she goes, by the way, isn't it scary sleeping alone? I said, thanks, Ale. It's one o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Yes, it is scary living alone. Thank you. I'm going to my dark house alone. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Supportive. <laughs> Switching topics. I just want to congratulate you. I know you got a promotion at work. So there's still amazing things to be happy for. So cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers to a new era of this podcast. Yeah, um, where we have uh, maybe some technical glitches. Cheers to finally mind. seeing the most money we've ever seen through Snapchat. So if that isn't a guide to the right direction, then hopes to, you know, becoming millionaires. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Anything else? And cheers to fucking life, guys. Life is so short. Your happiness is the only thing that matters. 100%. Cheers. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment yeah. down below. Veronica just poured her fucking heart out here. If you're not going to give us a like, I don't respect you. Give us a comment. Come on. Come on. Don't ask me if it's scary sleeping alone, but like, <laughs> ask me something else. But like, I'm dark, so but like, whatever. <laughs> You know, I was like, is it like... I think it was amazing. Veronica, everything she said came out the way I yeah. think you wanted to say yeah. it.